From Sacramento, the Bishop's Radio Hour with Bob Dunning. Focusing on today's issues in the context of gospel values. Now, here's Bob Dunning on Relevant Radio. That's me. Welcome to you on this beautiful day the Lord has made. Appreciate you all being with us uh, on the Bishop's Hour as we launch our 23rd year. Actually, we're nearing the end of our 23rd year. We're about to launch our 20th. Let's not get ahead of ourselves. 24th year. But we thank everybody who has helped us along the way, our great underwriters, all the wonderful guests who have been on the program over the years, and uh, uh, all of you, the listeners, who have uh, started with the Bishop Wiegand idea and then uh, Bishop Soto, who's carried it on and been a regular guest and been so supportive of us as well. And so uh, we got a lot of a lot of thank yous to go around. And I'd like to thank our producer, Gabe Sorensen, who has done such a stellar job. What would you say, 15 years, Gabe? 15 years. You were just a child when you began. Well, we are pleased and honored. This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. And so we're glad that Chris Simpson joins us uh, from the Valley of the Sacred Heart Academy in the great Solano County city of Dixon. Chris, good day to you. Good day to you, too. That may be the first time in my life I've called Dixon a city. I usually (laughs) call it a town. Yeah. (laughs) Right. The great metropolis of Dixon. It is growing. It is growing. About a thousand new homes that are being built. So you got a lot of new folks coming into town. Well, when you get your own Starbucks, you know you've arrived. <laughs> we have about two of them now. Is that right? Well, yeah. yeah in, in Davis, my hometown, they're now putting Starbucks inside of Starbucks. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> no, that's great. That's great. It's, it's such a, uh, I don't know, it, 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 I'm nostalgic for Dixon and the Mayfair and, and all that a, a sort of small town America uh, brings. You know, it's, it's yeah, it does. You know, we have a few families moving into town, and it seems to be a lot of them are coming from the Bay Area. Yep. And yep. I say to them, yeah, it's you know a place where you can let your kids ride across town and yep. on the bikes and go ahead to practice. You know, whatever it is, and um, it still feels very safe. You know, I take the dog for a walk at night, and mm-hmm. you know, no concerns. So yeah, we're really fortunate yet still, you know, close to Sacramento and. San Francisco and Tahoe if you need to go some do some hiking. So yeah. And and it's still a town that has one main street. But right. it's not called Main Street. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not. <laughs> yeah. No. Love I love that town. Yeah. That's <laughs> good. Yeah, we do too. Yeah, well, and and what a what a joy, and of course uh, the great St. Peter's Parish right there, right off mm-hmm. right off the downtown, and uh, j- what what a joy for everyone there. And everyone in the area that uh, you folks started this wonderful school there. Yeah, pretty amazing. Um, You know, I was telling someone the other day that, uh, and it's really, you know, I feel like it's the Lord's work. And, you know, we're just being called to start this. And so we've started it and tried to, um, you know, I keep knocking on all these doors, whether it be for money or this or that, the other thing, and just kind of wait till he opens the door. And you walk on through, right? Because yep. he sort of allows it to happen. And um, so, yeah, we're, I do a lot of knocking. Say <laughs> 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 least. You didn't, you didn't win the uh, $1.26 billion lottery, did you? No, darn it. I heard it was just one person. <laughs> That's amazing. I just, just like, <laughs> I just, I just shake my head. My kids and I were talking about it, and I said, "That's just you can't even you can't even imagine how much money that is. You couldn't you no. could you couldn't count it in your lifetime." Right. It's, it's just, yeah. Well, hopefully that person shares it. Uh, yes, right? that's, that's what it's all you, about. That's what you hope. That's what you hope that yeah. somebody yeah, sees yeah. that as a. Uh, I, I can't tell you how many times my wife and I have said, if we had that much money, we'd, we'd do this for them. And, you know, you, you, you just feel like you would be empowered to help so many people. And then, right. and then you look at each other and say, we are empowered to help people. Yes. Period. Yeah, it's exactly not about right. money. I mean, it can right. be about money, but, but we, we, don't have to, we don't have to wait till we win the lottery to help people. No, yeah. And I think really education, you know, I just feel like, you know, education's always been important, right, for the scope of right. humankind. But, you know, more so now, I think, just giving parents opportunities and different types of education and 
and people think outside the box now. You know, they really, you know, are trying to find the best fit for the child and their family, and, um, you know, and some people don't want this, you know, or that. And um, so, you know, we're just trying to really offer a service for, you know, Catholic families and Christian families. We have several, you know, families that are Protestant families, and they fit quite well, you know, within our scope, and they're very happy just because we all share those same values and same love for the Lord, so... Um, yeah, and you're, I'm you're glad I'm in the business of education. You're all drawing people from a, a fair distance now, too. Yeah, yeah, we have, you know, Fairfield, uh, Woodland, from Galt even, for mm. goodness sakes, Sacramento. Um, yeah, so they're coming from all over, and we run, you know, we're very different in the sense we run a couple different programs. We have our full-time program with you know, TK to 12th grade, and we still have openings in those, you know, that for the full-time program. Um, and then we also run Catechism of the Good Shepherd as part of our program, our full-time Montessori program. And then we also run a co-op. So we know a lot of families who, you know, they'd like to homeschool, or maybe they want to homeschool K through 8, and then they send their children to our Chesterton Academy High School. So it really, I feel like we give opportunities for a lot of different families in different ways to to help serve them and, you know, help work with them. Because it really is a partnership between the school and the parents and the family. Sure it is, yeah. Boy, if yeah. I was coming from Galt to Dixon every day, and unless I had a helicopter, I'm not <laughs> I'm not sure if I'd, you know, take 99 to to uh, 80 or if I'd go, go get on Highway 12 and come up from yeah. the south. Yeah, they do a lot of carpooling. I'll bet. You know, so it's a, it's a real commitment. We have one family um, that mom... She works online, so she's going to the home, so she drives them to school, goes back, and then comes out and gets them again. And just, you know, the commitment on their part to, you know, to want to receive such, you know, we offer Montessori and classical education, so it is different. You know, it's not your typical education, so they feel like it's worth it. And they actually like the Dixon community. It's small enough. Mm-hmm. Um, they feel like it's, yeah, it's just a good environment for their children. So we're pleased. They're quadruplets. Can you believe it? Wow. Yeah. How about that? <laughs> I'm always amazed. Yeah, yeah, I've, yeah. I've, I've, I've known, uh, you know, known actually to meet, you know, triplets. I don't think I've ever met quadruplets. And yeah. you get to five, and you're on the front page of every newspaper in America. <laughs> you know. I know. Yeah, just yeah, we're very blessed with a lot of good families. So, um, yeah, we're trying. You know, starting to. We're, we haven't started school yet. We start August 30th, so we have a little bit later calendar, so it gives us plenty of time. So we're gearing up at school, making sure everything's in place, and families are ready. And children always get so excited. So it's nice that they can come back and enjoy each other, and the families can come back together. And I think we're going to be adding some nice things for parents. You know, we feel like if you're not serving the parents, you're not really serving the children as well. So really, we partner with Progresa Sancta and offer some, you know, more families can get involved with retreats or mom's meeting or just a Bible study, you mm-hmm. know, different things like that. That seems to be, you know, if the parents are looking for that. And, you know, most, some, some are away from the church and some want to come back or some are, you know, they're right in there all the time. So it um, gives people opportunities to grow in their faith, which is most important. So do you still have openings? We do, yeah. We still have openings. Our TK, we run our full-time is TK through 12th grade, and we have openings. We do an open enrollment, so, you know, we'd really look forward to people getting a hold of us and join join our school. Um, like I said, there's people carpooling and commuting, so, you know, distance always is hard, but, uh, you know, people find the t- way and make it work, and um, we team partner up families to help carpool so yeah we have tk through 12th grade there's still openings for the 22 23 school year very good so the the uh do you do you have a, a i think we asked you this before do you have an athletic program we do we have uh volleyball basketball golf and cross country mm-hmm. and the exciting news is that we have several other chesterton academies opening uh, in Sacramento. So we have the Sacramento St. Lawrence one opening this fall. We have Yuba City, um, their wow. Chesterton Academy of the Holy Eucharist, I believe. 
And then will that Marin, be part of uh, uh, Saint Isidore's or? Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. So it's a its own academy, but it's going to be on the Saint Isidore site. Mm-hmm. And then um, there's going to be, I think, the year after there's one up in Grass Valley, but I'm not too sure. Mm-hmm. And then Saint James down in the Bay Area is opening. So we. Oh, wow. Went to a big conference in Milwaukee in the end of June, or in July, excuse me. And, um, you know, realizing that we have this now partnership with collective schools that are in our local network, Mm -hmm. Chesterton Academy. So we're looking forward to doing sports with them. You know, we do a couple different outings, and so we're going to team up with that. And so, yeah, it's just another way for the kids to participate in sports and different activities, you know, quiz bowl, things like that. We can partner with these smaller schools that are in line with, you know, sort of, you know, our methodology and just a lot of different um, kind of ways we instruct the kids. So we're looking forward to that. And basketball season, always good. You know, I always enjoy that. Although I'm getting into golf these days, Bob. So Whoa. now I'm getting older. So I appreciate a good golf team. We should let you know that Chris was a great basketball player in college and uh, is married to uh, a man who was a great basketball player and coach. Exactly. Right. So, yeah, older days take golf. So it's fun to see the kids out there golfing and cross country and doing various sports. So that's a, you know, it's always an added element to kind of serving that whole child, you know, mind, body, and spirit. You should show your cross country kids a movie uh, called McDermott, uh, Mc, Mc, McFarland. McFarland. Oh, yeah. They've you, seen are it. You, have it's they seen one. it? Oh. That's a good one. Uh, I, we just, uh, on a short vacation, my kids and I came through McFarland, and we we said we have to go into the town and right. talk to the people and saw, it was like a water tank that had, you know, the runners on the water tank, mm-hmm. their images, you know, and, and the years wow. they won. I mean, it's just, it's a fabulous story. I love it. It is. And yeah. it's a true story. So Right, right. Yeah. And just talk about, you know, small small startings and something great. You yeah. know, they had many national or state titles yeah. over the years, so wonderful. And you got, you, Dixon's just ideal for cross country. You got all kinds of dirt roads to run on. <laughs> farmland. Farmland. That's right. Yeah. yeah. That's right. good. Great. I can even run over to Davis. Yes, that's right. That's right. Yeah. So for, for people who haven't heard you on the air before, uh, explain about the Chesterton Academy and, and the, the concept and Dale Alquist, uh, who right. founded all this. Yeah, so Dale Alquist was another gentleman, um, I think about 13 years ago, um, decided they would open a Chesterton Academy, and it started really small in somebody's living room. I think they had seven students. Mm-hmm. And Dale Alquist is a renowned um scholar on G.K. Chesterton, which is an English writer, the turn of the century, a prolific writer. And so Dale, they put together this formula of schools, and so we're now part of the Chesterton network of schools. Mm -hmm. And so it's many startups, and they usually start out very organically. Um, They're small, usually in scale. You know, they'll start up with, you know, 10, 20, 30 students, and they're all over the country now. I mean, they're literally... I think last year they had 30, this year projected 45, next year they're projecting 60 or 70. Wow. And then literally they were showing the projections of how many Chestertons across the country and the world. So there's started one in Iraq, Australia's going to open one, there's a couple in Europe, um, South America, there's some, yeah, so just really remarkable. And so... Um, the highlight is it's classical education, so you kids take four years of theology, philosophy, the sciences, arts, drama, music, um, and then it's integrated, so all the curriculum. So when you become a Chesterton school, you receive this blueprint of how the curriculum, so the curriculum is laid out for your teachers. Like we're just bringing on, we have a Franciscan graduate mm-hmm. who we work for the diocese. He's a um, musician and also... Uh, catechetical studies out of Franciscan. So he's coming on with us. At uh, Franciscan University? In, yeah, Steubenville. In Steubenville, right. yeah. Yeah, right. mm-hmm. so he's a graduate of that. And so we were able to turn over, you know, he's going to take Theology 9 and 10, and here's your curriculum, and it's laid out for you. This is what you're to teach in these weeks, and it really guides the teachers 
of course they have to teach and teach it well but it gives this you know so all the schools are doing this and they really you know you stick to that blueprint and the chesterton network schools is now considered a um it's given the stamp of pontifical um what's the word i'm looking for um well, it's recognized, right? It's recognized canonically. Exactly. It's yeah. recognized canonically, and so the schools are under, you know, the um, Society of G.K. Chesterton, and it's one of the things they offer is this education of Chesterton uh, schools. So, you know, we uphold our standard. If you're a school, you hold up the standard of, you know, implementing this curriculum that's very beautiful and just so rich in the arts and sciences. And, I mean, I can't say enough about it. Um, and so you, you're on your own as far as fundraising and getting your staff and everything and implement it. But then you're supported by the network. So we have monthly meetings with the network, and you know we've had Dale out several times to speak, and he's always a winner. We had him last, I think, fall, and probably have him again not this year, but the following year. And um, so really, I mean, his genius behind starting this, and it's just it's just expanding like wildfire. So seems the Lord is looking for this alternative way to educate, you know, young Christians and Catholics in this model. So in some schools like us, not many are, are kindergarten through 12th grade, um, but the Chesterton school is really a high school model. Uh-huh. And uh, we're different in the sense that we serve TK through 12th grade. Now, the ones at St. Lawrence and up in Yuba City, uh, what is their model going to be? So they're Chesterton and they're high school. High school, okay. right? Yeah, so it's just the high school model, and um, you know, Yuba City already has a K through eight school, and mm-hmm. you know, St. Lawrence is right now is high school, so that's exciting in the Bay Area. I feel like there's going to be several that'll start in the Bay Area. Are uh, they also down, up in Oregon and Washington, or they hit the West Coast, or do you know? Yep, they're now. We were the first on the West Coast, which was kind of hmm, exciting. That's exciting. And yeah. now there's one, there's two in Washington, I believe, two in Oregon. Um, Colorado, yeah, I mean, you kind of can go to the website, our website, valleythesecretary.com, and we're connected to the network, and you can see the map, you know, all over the country. There's just, it's like a hot spot <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> it's great. It's exploding. It is, yeah, That's... and it's really exciting to be a part of that, to know it's good. Yeah, it's very good. So what was the hardest part in getting this started? Oh, um, I mean, people have big ideas sometimes, but and then it kind of never happens. Yeah, uh, one, a lot of prayer, yeah. right? I mean, I had this sort of, you know, moving of the spirit to, you know, really want to start a school and then connecting, um, but probably finding the students, the staff, you know, fundraising to get those first, you know, drops of the seeds to be able to fund what we needed to do. Um and just kind of keep it going. You know, you're going to lose students, you gain students, and but really putting together, you know, a full, full-scale model of a TK through 12th grade in, like, we did it so quickly. <laughs> it's really remarkable. It sort of happened faster. Like, last year we started our junior high, and I had no anticipation of starting it, but we kept getting calls from parents saying, do you have a junior high? I have a child, and I need, you know... So we said, okay, well, we'll start it. So, um, and, you know, and the biggest challenge now is we're growing out of space. So, you know, we own the land next door for St. Peter's. It's a nice lot. We're moving ahead with the city. Um, We got a nice donation of quite a bit of money. We still are in need of, you know, our next goal is 2.3 million. So we're about a million short of that. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, you know, it's funny, Bob, because... I think one year I said, you know, we're going to start this Montessori program. You know, we're trying to raise funds, et cetera. And then about a month later after I was on your show, we get a call saying, I'm closing my Montessori school and I want to donate all my material to you. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm going to go ahead and put a pitch out there. We have two needs. You know, we have a building fund need, you know, and we're trying to get to that $5 point and uh, then we also have a scholarship fund and someday i say we're going to have an endowment i mean that's my mm-hmm. goal oh, that'd because be great. we really have affordable education and that's the key is keep it affordable for these families you know you can't have skyrocketing costs when everything else is going up and um 
So, you know, if we can get endowment and have a nice scholarship pot and a nice, you know, get that building built. So why not ask, right? Yeah. And knock. What a, what a great idea. <laughs> yeah. So it's a beautiful building, and the city's really excited. And, you know, we have our architects. She's finishing, almost finishing the plans for the last phase and blueprints. So we just figure we're going to move forward and wait for the Lord to just open the door for, for donors. You know, I make it down to Dixon quite a few times, and uh, I sense there's a lot of pride in this school uh, among Dixonites. Yeah, they're surprised. I mean, they still, you know, like, oh, yeah, there's a school. Yeah, I forget we've got this great Catholic school here. And um, But also the people who see the land, I always get calls like, you know, we have a guy who'll just go out and he'll clean it and rototill it and level it for us. Mm-hmm. He's great. He's just a farmer in town. So people say, oh, are you building it? No, not yet. <laughs> okay, no any donors. We're close, but not that close. So there is, you know, there is pride. A lot of our parishioners, especially our elderly parishioners, they love because the kids will sing at choir and they do drama. We have plays going on and, you know, and they'll sing at the masses. And, um, you know, so they really take a lot of pride in seeing this school happen and, um you know, and knowing that, God willing, it's going to be here long after I'm gone and, you know, a few of our staff. So, yeah, it's a blessing. Boy, that's wonderful. So, Chris, how can people sign up uh, for yeah, August can, 30th? A couple, yeah, August 30th is our first start date. And, you know, we have open enrollment, so there's no, you know, hindrance on when they come. Um, it's Our website is uh, com. So valleyofthesacredheart.com. And then also a good number to call is 530-574-0804. And that'll get you both through the website or that number. Very good. Well, Chris, always always a joy to talk with you. Um, we'll pray for another great year at, uh, at uh, the Valley of the Sacred Heart Academy. And uh, we'll look forward to our paths crossing again real soon. All right. Well, thank you so much, Bob, for supporting us over the years and all your prayers and getting our voice out there. Absolutely. Thanks, Chris. All right. Take care. Yeah, take care. That's uh, Chris Simpson, the, the, the founder of the Valley of the Sacred Heart Academy in the great city of Dixon in uh, Solano County, right off of uh, Interstate 80, all part of the Interstate 80 corridor. And what a what a yeoman, yo person, whatever you want to say, uh, job that has been to s- literally start from scratch and and where they are now and uh, the same thing for the uh, all the chesterton academies across the country is just exploding so so god's blessings on all of them we'll take a quick break back with more on the bishop's hour right after this this portion of the bishop's hour is brought to you by a grant from the saint vincent de paul society drop by and shop at the thrift store a beautiful beautiful thrift store at 2275 watt avenue Open Mondays through Saturdays from 10 to 8 and Sundays from 11 to 6. They also accept donations at the store, donations of furniture, appliances, clothing, books, everyday household items. Your donations help to fund the many projects of the St. Vincent de Paul Society throughout the Diocese of Sacramento. Do such wonderful, wonderful work, and the thrift store is uh, one of the the ways they uh, raise the funds to help people throughout the diocese, and also uh, uh, many of their clients are able to access the uh, thrift store for uh, items that they need. You can uh, give them a call. They will come pick it up as well, but you can uh, give them a call. They're at 916-972-1212. And remember, again, the thrift store is open uh, seven days a week at 2275 Watt Avenue right here in Sacramento. Well, Bishop Soto refers to Christ the King Retreat Center as the jewel of the diocese, and indeed it is. What a beautiful oasis it is. It's located in Citrus Heights, uh, right in the hustle and bustle of the city, and you feel like you're getting away from it all when you uh, turn off the main road and just uh, uh, come into Christ the King Passionist Retreat Center. Christ the King has served Northern California and the Diocese of Sacramento for over 60 years through parish weekend retreats, individual spiritual direction, and a variety of other programs. For information on all the programs that they offer, including residential programs, give them a call. They're at 916-725-4720, or you can visit them at 6520 Van Maren Lane in Citrus Heights. And we certainly thank 
uh, the St. Vincent de Paul Society and Christ the King Passionist Retreat Center for their fine and longstanding support of the Bishop's Hour. This portion of the Bishop's Hour is brought to you by a grant from the Mercy Foundation, enriching lives in the Sacramento region through Sisters of Mercy Ministries in health care, education, housing, and the care for the poor and elderly. For the Mercy Foundation, philanthropy is one of the most powerful expressions of compassion and love. Just as many people in our community need a hand, countless others are reaching out to them with comfort and hope. You can express your care and concern for the less fortunate with a gift to the Mercy Foundation. Uh, you can give them a call, 916-851-2700. That's 916-851-2700. And you can be confident that fully 100% of your contribution will support the Sisters of, ministry, of Mi Mercy Ministry or ministries that you choose. And what a wonderful treasure Easter's Catholic Books and Gifts has been for all of us here in the diocese as they uh, uh, transition uh, into uh, uh, new ownership and management. Uh, they continue to offer wonderful workshops, wonderful uh, uh, resources for the Catholic community throughout the Diocese of Sacramento. Not only does Easter's provide a wide array of Catholic books, both current releases and longtime classics, but they also sponsor a number of valuable workshops and lectures throughout the year. They're, they're located at 6916 Sunrise Boulevard in Citrus Heights. Give them a call, 916-338-7272. We also receive a generous underwriting support by Crumley & Associates, a private wealth advisory practice of Ameriprise Financial Services. If you have questions about retirement, Crumley & Associates can help you with their confident retirement approach that can help define a clear roadmap to get you where you want to go. You can uh, contact them, get all the details at Crumley & Associates, 7956 California Avenue in Fair Oaks. They're at 916-638-4600. That's 916-638-4600. And we uh, are, are certainly uh, appreciative of the uh, fine and uh, longstanding support of the Mercy Foundation, of Easter's Catholic Books and Gifts, and of Crumley and Associates. This is Julie Sly, editor of Atlet Herald Magazine, and you're listening to The Bishop's Hour with Bob Dunning. That's me. Welcome back. Appreciate you all being with us. Uh, we are... Uh, pleased to welcome in Steve German, who is a uh, photographer for the Catholic Herald magazine. Uh, and I will say it uh, with all sincerity, uh, a, just a great photographer. And I'm, I've always been, uh, uh, I have no photography skills. I am a journalist uh, and uh, um, I, I, call, I say I'm a typist for a living, but uh, um, uh, I've always admired uh, photojournalism. Steve, welcome to the program. Thank you. Good, good to have you. You're no stranger to the Catholic Herald. Um, uh, you've been involved in it back, back in the days when it was a newspaper. Yeah, I was a production coordinator from 1998 to 2010. Okay. And then I continued to work, actually, as a, a freelance design capacity for the El Heraldo Catolico uh -huh. um, Spanish-language paper, which continued um, for Oakland and San Francisco, right. and finally, uh, just for Oakland, I did all the design work for that um, until 2020, when they had to finally close that. Right. So, is journalism something that's been in your blood forever? <laughs> um, well, my dad was a journalist, and actually my, my uncle was... Too. He, in fact, he he wrote a, a column for for neighbors and and then for the Sacramento Bee for uh, what for was some name? time. Uh, Art German. Oh yeah, sure. And um, I kind of I think I avoided it for a long time. And uh, I went to school in fine art photography mm -hmm. and then found made myself making my living in the printing field doing technical stuff. And uh, at a certain point in my mid to late thirties, I realized that that photojournalism was something I, I should have gone into all along, so I set about making a career change. So, you know, nowadays, frequently, um, in uh, newspapers, they're requiring reporters to take the photos, too, uh, which which I, th I think is a sad day because a lot of us 
are not adept at that. It's 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 more than clicking the camera. For sure. Yeah. Yeah, it's a it's a skill that takes um time and uh yeah. dedication to uh to doing and um a different sort of mindset as far as um being visual or word-wise and and it's uh it's a different sort of technical skill as well. It's a sort of skill that requires um uh, using your eye and hands together to mm-hmm. to uh, to capture the images. And it requires, in my mind at least, uh, uh, not being a photojournalist, I would think it requires a lot of imagination, and uh, and and just a. They always say you have an eye for this, you know, to to, to really connect. Uh, like today, front page of the San Francisco Chronicle. There's a there's a photo of yours, a front and center, uh, yeah. above the fold, as they say in <laughs> in, the, in the business uh-huh. um, of a. It's a young woman in uh, in the McCallum River. Yes, yeah, she did a uh, um, river walk. She she um, hiked and kayak from the um, the uh, from the delta, following the McCallum River mm-hmm. uh, up through the valley, and then finally hiking and backpacking up to the source at the lake wow. called Lower Highland Lake. Wow. And uh, I was there to document her her last day of her trip. And there was a story to accompany it. Oh yeah, yeah. Do you ever do stories as um, well? No, no. I've I've tried doing a little bit of of, of writing on on personal projects, but um, nothing much really has been published. Yeah. So what do you have a do you have a, f- a favorite photo? A favorite photo that I took myself. Uh-huh. Um. Well, I I have a photo that I've featured on my website for probably close to ten years. It's actually just uh, a very young woman who's watching uh, a total eclipse up in Reading, and mm-hmm. um, this just has a, a certain look to it that grabs me, and I I put that up there. How, how many um, years ago was the? Total uh, it was eclipse? in twenty twelve. Okay. Yeah. Um, and it was just something I did for fun because I I like eclipses. It was actually an annular eclipse, which um, which means um, I can't remember it. Yeah. Uh, Interesting. I think it's because the moon is is a little further away and it it doesn't completely okay. block the sun. So you, 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 you if you were able to look at it, you see more of a donut of light uh-huh. than, okay. than no light. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, my family and I went up to the one that was up in, primarily up in Oregon. Um, seems like it was four or five years ago. Uh-huh. Oh yeah, and it was a total eclipse. Uh-huh. I mean, it it was about. Seems to me it was about eleven o'clock in the morning. We were we went we were in Corvallis, and uh, so Central Oregon was supposed to be like the prime, or it, it had to do with not just the prime, but the the length of time varied greatly from one part of the country to another. I think it was moving west to east. Uh-huh. And, yeah. um, and it would sort of march across the country, but in some yeah. areas it was longer than, than in other areas. Yeah, I remember that one. And it I was, remember seeing pictures of that. Yeah, one. it was spectacular. Mm-hmm. It didn't last very long. I mm-hmm. think it was a minute 41 or something like yeah. that. You know, uh-huh. but, And there's supposed to be one in our area. I think it's... 2045 something like that that's going to be four or five minutes i mean in a <laughs> lifetime you know well and people are already making their hotel reserve I, I remember trying to get a room up in anywhere in central oregon and they just laughed they said we've been sold out for 10 years uh-huh. you know like the people from all over the world are going to come to this uh, eclipse that's that's interesting that you you, you captured that so your stuff is in virtually every edition of the herald it has been for the last uh, oh, probably since 2019 or so, late 2019. So, are, are most of those photos what you I guess what you call staged or set up or? No, I wouldn't call anything that I do um, staged or, mm-hmm. or set up. Um, I do a lot of portraits. Uh-huh. Um, probably 80, 90 percent of the the photos for the Herald are are portraits because most of them are personal basically personal faith stories yeah and um 
they're not, you know, there's not a lot of live action to record. Mm -hmm. Some of the stories there are. Um, but I would call them environmental portraits. Mm -hmm. And um, I don't really, wouldn't really consider that staged. It's a, it's a pretty, you know, in, in the photojournalism world, an enviro portrait is a, is a on, pretty common thing. I'm on the outside thing. looking in. Um, and, and really what you're trying to do is, is get a, a picture of someone in, in their environment, hopefully, f hopefully with something um, that will help tell the story in you know in some way right so do you get the guidance first this is what the story is about and, yes and then you yeah yeah julie julie will give me a, a rundown um send me some notes or you know possibly a, a rough draft of an interview if it's already been done so i can get an idea what what the story is about and i'll usually try to plan enough time for it that i can talk a little bit with the subjects and get an idea of of what they're about and um you know what what there might be around um and finding out what the story is about um might help to decide where to take the picture whether at their home or their church uh -huh. or place where they work or something like that right so on, on a normal shoot for say for the herald which is a, a several hours is it a day is it 15 minutes uh i try to I'd say on a normal shoot, I, I, I schedule about an hour and a half. Uh huh. And how many how many photos would you? Is let's say they're going to use two, three, four, maybe not a mug, but but a smaller photo, primarily on the face, and then some. I remember the one. There's a couple up in I think it was in Placerville area. They had some land and they were donating fruit, I think, and uh, from their land. Oh, yeah, I think. Yeah, yeah. and. Was that with goats? I think so. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. And I, I was particularly charmed by those photos. Uh -huh. I, I could I could see myself standing in in there. They didn't really have an orchard, but they had a lot of fruit trees or something. Right. Yeah. Yeah. They had some property around. Yeah. Um, that that one we probably took quite a few pictures and maybe spent a little more time because we went around the property to some different spots and then, of course, the goats weren't always doing what. We wanted yeah, to right, get calling right. the goats and yeah. come back, and uh, that was that one was particularly fun uh, to do. Um, so I might, you know, I could take anywhere from a hundred, couple of hundred photos, and then um, you know submit maybe fifteen or twenty or so uh -huh. to the Herald, and, and they'll pull out maybe you know, I, as you said, three, four, five that they're able to use. Do you always agree with the editor's judgment, <laughs> or do you go, darn, I, that's not the yeah that 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 happens, and um, I guess I've been in this long enough that it doesn't generally bother me too much. If I if I feel really strongly about particular photo or photos, then I'll often give Julie a call or send her an email. You know, when, when I've finished the photos and, and let her know yeah. that, that they're ready. Um, because I'd, I'll deliver them electronically through my website, um, so we'll we'll talk about that a bit. But I've been having worked at at the Herald as production person and a page designer. I've I've kind of feel like I've I've worked both sides of that, mm -hmm. and so yeah. I, so I understand the needs of of a designer and why they they may just pick a picture because somebody's work looking in the right direction or something like that, that. that's there, frequently there can what be it is. a lot of you know choices that that need to be made like that i remember one time i was i started out as a sports editor of a daily paper and and was in charge of uh, picking photos and and placing them and etc and and small staff small paper and they said, you don't put it on the right-hand side of the paper and the person's looking off the <laughs> off the page. I said, really? I didn't. I'd read newspapers all my life, and I said, I've never noticed that. I didn't. Well, a lot of those design, those older design uh, rules are Out the frequently, window now. Bro frequently, yeah, frequently broken bro now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it's, it's, it's funny because I, uh, I didn't go to journalism school, but, but sometimes you run into somebody who did, and it's like, they say, well, in J school, they taught us this, and you kind of go... We don't do it that way anymore. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh -huh. But uh, so what's when you get an assignment, some of them I presume you're 
more excited about than other ones? Yeah, that's true. Although I, I have found that most everyone I, I meet on assignments um, make it enjoyable yeah. to, to complete them. Um, I tend to like, uh, you know, get more motivated perhaps by certain assignments where I feel um, it's reaching people reaching out into, into the community to do some inspirational work mm-hmm. or good work for others. For instance, stories about um, housing for the homeless or feeding homeless. Um, there was a story that actually uh, Julie won a, an award for um, right. fairly recently yeah. that I, I took photos for um, out in uh, Vacaville area of people who, right. had lost, people who had lost their, had that, lost their home right. in, in the Hennessy fire. Right. And uh, it was a very inspirational story. And um, there were some great photos. It was that. really nice to, to meet them and, and take photos of them both as, as portraits on their you know, sadly destroyed right. home, as well as as them working on you know with a tractor to clear the land and and prepare for rebuilding. Yeah, yeah, that was you know, I I would think uh, working for the Herald, there's 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 a lot of inspiring story. You know, uh, whether it's leading by example or people like like this people in the Hennessy fire that that lost everything and how they're how they're rebuilding. Or uh, I I remember. Teasing, uh, well, it wasn't Julie, but it was somebody who was. It was one of the feeding the homeless, and all mm-hmm. the photos, man, made me want to go to that dinner uh-huh. because <laughs> it looked like really good food. Oh yeah, yeah. So those are those are those are very 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 interesting. So the Herald, I, and I don't I don't have the exact year, but when it went from print every couple of weeks or so just like a newspaper to a magazine what what were your thoughts when when they were still talking about whether or not we're going to do this because i'm not that not that i was part of the process at all um but when when i was asked to express my opinion i would say gee i really and i come from print journalism i come from a newspaper and i like magazines but i thought i don't i don't know I don't know about this if it's a good idea or not. You know, I like I like the current format of the Herald, very newsy, uh-huh. and couldn't really be completely topical because it's every several weeks. You know, I mean, you weren't doing breaking news, but you could do something more newsy than in a, than in a magazine. And yet now I've just fallen completely in love with the magazine. <laughs> love the magazine. You know, and think it's the smartest thing they ever did. But what what were your thoughts as they is that as, well, as they were thinking about it? Okay, um, I mean that involved laying off a number of of the newspaper staff, sure, sure. so it wasn't really something that they had talked to us about because right. that would have just got us all fired w- up, worried, yeah. And, yeah, and, right. and and you know running for the hills somewhere. Yeah. So um, that was something that they they broke to us when. Uh, when that decision was made mm-hmm. so but they gave us uh, several months mm-hmm. of uh, of notice mm-hmm. which was was nice you don't right. often get that you don't often yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. here's your hat uh-huh. <laughs> close the door on your way out yeah well the church the church wouldn't do that to people but uh i, I know i've known a lot of employers that would yeah you know and yeah so now that it's magazine, what do you think of it? Um, I like it. I like it. Is it um, better for from a photographer's standpoint? It's color for for one. Yeah, I mean, I would say it's much more photo driven sure. than the newspaper sure. used Absolutely. to be. We would, Absolutely. you know, we would have some photo pages sometimes, and sometimes would, um, you know, be able to get to an event and. Right. And you know an ordination or something right. like that, and and have a, a page of photos, but that was that was fairly rare. Right, space just was was hard to allocate. You know that much space to just to, to pictures regularly. Yeah. Um, but it was it was interesting to work there as as a newspaper, and um, you know it was produced just like a regular newspaper. We needed to have you know ads to 
right. uh, right. dictate how, ma- how many pages sure. we were allocated for each issue. Right. And um, yeah, um, yeah, it was it, it it was challenging to 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 get that out, and we often had special special issues mm-hmm. as well, um, which all had to be. Um, you know, put out in in the regular amount of time, as well as everything else. So it was it was quite a bit challenging to get to get all that work done. Yeah, I always liked all the the little notes in the back. I, you know, like announcements of this, announcements of that. You know, uh-huh. there's going to be a festival here. There's going to be uh-huh. you know, and I'd I'd frequently uh, frequently uh, um, end up at some of those festivals or. or uh, just just because I read about them in the Herald and wouldn't have known about them other otherwise, uh-huh. you know. But uh, yeah, well, we were able to have community pages there because right. it came out every, as you said, twice a month. Right. So um, it was fairly up to date, and we were able to let people know about. about the Herald things. does a great job of keeping most of the content local in the magazine content. Um, it's true. I was. I think I, I had a fear that um, because it's out of some network out of Michigan, um, that that there would be a lot of uh, copy that would run anywhere in the country, and we'd fill in the blanks around it. But that hasn't that hasn't been the case with with uh, the Herald here in, in uh, Sacramento. It's almost all local. It, it seems like it. Yeah, which is that's. I think that makes it a lot. I mean, it's it's a it's a coffee table piece too. Uh-huh. You, know, you don't you don't have oh. to read it all today. Uh-huh. You can look through it. And you can well, that's that's some of the point because it comes out every two months. So right. you know it's it's you know hope hope for the the type of stories that one could read over time. And you don't need to exactly. You don't need to read it right away, and or right. or, or it'll be gone. So there's always a photo on the cover. Presumably, most of the time, yours is. It, is there a special assignment for that? Like, okay, we're, we're th- or is that? There's is, Julie usually has a pretty good idea of which story she wants to run on the on the cover, mm-hmm. um, but sometimes it could be, you know, the issues tend to be themed, and right, because of are, that, it yeah. could it it could be one or or two different stories. So I'll often keep you know keep an eye out for what what could be a good cover, mm-hmm. and. That's basically a question of thinking in terms of a vertical picture that has a strong central focus with some space around it, right. and maybe some blank space on on the top where you can, you know, run the the herald a, across and, right. and right. Um, you know the inside kind of copy or around it. Um, so we we often don't like to tell people. <laughs> When we're going to do a cover uh-huh. picture of them, because it oh, then, it, it yeah, can then, make then, people kind of kind of yeah, nervous. I would think. Yeah, yeah. But you're so I'm thinking, sneakily taking a, yeah, you're a cover picture it. Sure. With it without them uh, right. knowing that I'm I'm looking at the oh, cover. That's great. So I see you brought some notes. Are there things you you'd like to talk about that I that um, I haven't that well, I haven't brought? No, up? it was really more. Um, you had mentioned some things that you thought you might right. talk about, so I I wrote down a, a few things. Um, we we discussed that already, actually, as far as the um, environmental portraits. Um, but there are other types of assignments too, such as events. Um, recently, there was a, a, a few different ordinations. There were two separate right. deacon ordinations right. plus a, a, a priest ordination, right. and then there was the um, they wanted the Juneteenth mass uh-huh. covered, which was um, a lot of fun. Um, and interesting, um, and those kind of things are they're different because, um, especially if it's going uh, an event going on in the, in the cathedral, I want to give um, people a different kind of viewpoint, like mm-hmm. an inside view of of what's going on. But at the same time, I I don't want to cause a distraction right. myself, so I'm trying to creep around as as quietly as possible and 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 sit down and uh trying not to click too many times during the quiet almost, almost like shooting a wedding um, or something it's it's a lot like shooting a wedding because there's there's specific events that you want to make sure you're in the right place at the right time right. to get the picture for but you don't and, want to distract um, but you don't want to distract yeah um 
Are there any rules when you're, uh, especially during mass, the, where, you know, you, you're not, I, I remember when I was a kid, I was like, there, nobody took pictures in, in a church. It was, mm-hmm. I, I don't know if it was forbidden, <laughs> well, but it was strongly. And I, I have to say that uh, not being Catholic myself, um, it's, it's a, a bit of a learning process mm-hmm. to, um, to understand the different elements of, of things that, sure. that go on in something like an ordination. Um, I have noticed that um, <clears throat> I, I don't think people like to have their photograph too much uh, taken when they're um, taking communion. Mm-hmm. Um, and in fact, I noticed that the video um, people who are always working there now tend to point their cameras up towards the uh-huh. ceiling. Uh-huh. And I think they put some music in at, during that time. Right. So I, 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 I'll take a few pictures because... Um, you know, if if it's a new priest giving ordination for the or sure. I mean, I should say communion for the first right. time, um, that might be something that people would like to see or or have uh, at some point. So uh, I'll take a few pictures, but then I, I kind of back off and I don't. Yeah. You know, I don't. I use a longer lens and do right. that from a little bit of a distance, so it, I'm not right in people's faces, yeah. and then uh, just back off on that. Is the quality of photographs are they better than they used to be because of equipment? Not really. Infinitely. Infinitely. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, in a in a semi dark place like like inside a church or a, a cathedral. I mean, I don't want to get too technical about it, but um, you know the film speeds. Uh, um, it's 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 hard for me to think about it without just thinking you know throwing out mm-hmm. photo terms like, yeah. like thirty two hundred ISO yeah, or right, something, right. but that would be the maximum you could do in film. Whereas you can go to ten thousand easily on digital and still get a way better quality. Wow! And you know get easily magazine quality at at those very high speeds. So you can photograph in much lower light wow. without having to use a flash, and that helps so much with you know without you know having to use a flash and really cause a distraction at, at, at an event like that. And because of that, you can take so many more photographs. Too. Sure, sure. Um, so, you know, it gives, it gives you your, um, your options for getting, getting the best photos much so, better. So are, are there still dark rooms? There are, yeah, there's, there's people who still like to work in, in a dark room. Um, I would say probably more in the fine art area than commercial, uh-huh. but there are some people who specialize in, in doing some of that commercially. Um, and why, why is that? Is there- well, it's, just a, a, it's, it's an analog versus digital. It's a different, you get a, a different quality mm-hmm. um, from film and and. I just I remember my desk it, and it was, I remember the smell coming out of the yeah. dark room. I, I not a bad smell, but it was the dark room smell. Well, I don't miss that at all. And what what was that? Alcohol? What um, was it? I I, I couldn't even chem- say what was what was in all those chemicals, but you know, developer and fixer yeah. fixer especially. I'm sure it just had a, put a me noxious back odor. Thirty years, and smelled that. I go, that's the dark room. Yeah, you know, it's yeah. just like it was. Uh-huh. <laughs> Only when when the photographer opened the door, uh-huh. and of course you didn't want to open the door to the dark room, right? <laughs> <laughs> it would no longer be the dark room, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's really interesting. So, do you do you freelance assignments too? Um, Be- beyond the Herald, um, a little bit. I I'm not really. Um, I mean, I guess you could call me in a semi-retired sort of mm-hmm. mode, just doing the work I enjoy, and yeah. uh, most of that is for the Herald. Um, I occasionally hear from the Chronicle because I'm on their um, freelancer list uh-huh. and uh, I occasionally do um, a photo shoot for a magazine called California Bountiful uh-huh. which is um, it's the magazine of the State Farm Bureau right right that's a nice magazine yeah 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 well well that's that's uh, anything I didn't ask you you want to add um no, that, that's about it. I, th- I think we've covered it pretty well. Well, it's it's it's. I I just have great admiration for your work. Uh, well, it's, it's beautiful stuff. Thank you. And I don't know if beautiful is the right word, but it's it's mm. compelling, I guess. Oh well, thank you, yeah. thank you. I, that's something I strive for. Yeah, I mean that's that's. I mean the, the old picture's worth a thousand words. Sometimes it is. Sometimes it's worth a million words. 
uh, you know, it just is. So we're, we're lucky to have you. Well, thank you. And, and I, think, I think the writing from Julie and Lynette is excellent yeah, as well. Yeah, they both are very, very talented journalists. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm glad they're doing it and I'm not <laughs> because they're, they really do. They do really do great work and uh, so do you. So thanks so much for uh, taking the time to be with us and thanks for all the great work you've done for the Herald and, and for society in general. Okay, well, thank, thank you for having me. Thanks so much, Steve. Bye. Uh, that's going to do it for us for today. Thanks for listening. God bless everyone. We'll talk to you again soon. We'd like to thank all the wonderful people and organizations, uh, businesses in town uh, and throughout the Diocese of Sacramento who have provided underwriting for the Bishop's Hour. Uh, some in the last few years, some uh, have been with us for a very long time. If you would like to be an underwriter for the Bishop's Radio Hour, uh, it's a wonderful opportunity to, to support this mission and also to support the diocese and also uh, to get some uh, recognition for uh, your organization or for your business. The easiest way to do this is to uh, give us a shout, send us an email, radio at scd.org, and we can give you all the details about uh, helping to underwrite the Bishop's Radio Hour. Again, that's radio at scd.org. I feel burning deep inside of me. I feel your spirit is moving.